guys and welcome back to another episode of that's my personal business i'm so excited about today's interview it was so much fun to have this guest on the podcast today we have alora and i'm gonna let her introduce herself she is a magical human being i had so much fun talking to her we literally had to like we stopped the recording and just chatted i swear for like an hour after the podcast she is amazing and she has so many incredible sales tips within this episode that i'm so excited for you to dive into you're gonna freak it is absolutely amazing but before we dive in i'm gonna let you know two things which one is that twin flames is back for 40 hours only this week and if you don't know what twin flames is it is our course all on sales psychology and matching with your soulmate twin flame clients and using sales psychology to sell to them which goes along with today's episode perfectly which i'm stoked for so if you missed the grand opening and launch of that last month this is your chance to snag it it is a insane course one of our favorites we have gotten so much incredible feedback on it so it's been amazing we'll link that for you below so you can learn a little bit about it and then number two is that we have two spots available for may vip days vip days are finally back we have not done them in forever with the craziness of this season but vip days for those of you again that don't know are basically like your own one-on-one workshop they're complete personalized coaching and mentoring sessions where we leave with like an entire Bible and booklet of your website overhead, to-dos, how to move forward with your business marketing strategy, whatever it is that you're needing help with. They're always tailored to you. So I will link those below for you as well so you can read a little bit more about them and grab the two spots that we have available. We won't have any available for a couple months after that. So they're going to be our first opening in a while and also our last for a while. And we're only opening up two spots. We almost always sell out of these. So Hop on it, fill out an application if you're interested and you want to perfect your business before you go into busy season. Anyway, all of this being said, I am not going to speak too much for Laura because she is amazing and I want you guys to dive in, get to hear from her ASAP. So if you like this episode, make sure you go follow Laura, give her a follow, say hi. If you like this episode, share on your stories, all of that good stuff. Don't forget to tag us both and let's get into it. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of That's My Personal Business. I am so excited about today's guest. We have Alora here, and Alora, introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Alora Rochelle, and I was a wedding photographer, so wedding photographer turned business coach, and um, yeah, I help wedding photographers scale to their six-figure year and beyond. I also teach them to scale past six figures because that is the thing nobody teaches. And yeah, so I mean, I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I love podcast swapping and I'm excited for especially the topic that we're talking about as well. Um, same because like you said, one, I love that you teach on going past six figures because I also think like six figures has kind of become like a little bit of a buzzword um, where... <laughs> people like I don't know they just get so hyper fixated on it so I'm excited to hear also that you like teach about scaling past that because I think that's like really important to talk about and just knowing why you're even wanting to get there in the first place um and then also I just feel like sales in general in the wedding industry and creative industry in general can just really freak people out like they hate feeling like salesmen so I'm really excited to hear about all of your things um talk to me about like I want to know about your like wedding to sales mastery pipeline, because that is such a like niche. (laughs) Like I'm like, I love that you went from like wedding photographer to sales mastery. 
how has like sales mastery always been a huge thing in your business or is this something you've like found yourself in like talk to me a little bit about like what that journey has looked like oh my gosh love this journey for me no that's a that's really? a really good question that <laughs> So, um, for me, I actually always was good at sales, but I didn't know it was sales. I thought it was marketing. So it's really funny is everyone, um, they see that like you get a lot of reach and whatever, but it wasn't that I was really good at marketing as I was at sales because marketing is getting people in sales mm -hmm. is actually making the money. It's closing the deal. So what I realized is like, yeah, I was getting people in, but like, I got people in on Instagram. So the algorithm changed every few, you know, whatever. And then after that, I was like, okay, this is like, it's kind of crazy. So I would brand myself, you know, I made sure I was aligned all, all those ways. I have been young, wild and free. I have been fine art. I have been all of the genres. I can speak on them. I made people pale. I made people really dark. I gave people shadows. It's It was great. And, and so finally I got to a place where I was like, I need to like raise my prices and book less than 30 weddings a year. I have a child and um, I don't see her as much as I would like to. And I was like, this is not sustainable for me. Um, also, I've been in like many car accidents and my back is atrocious. So carrying <laughs> like not many. sustainable, like I'm talking like, I'm talking like black ice rollover, like almost died a couple of times. So oh my gosh. needless to say, um, <laughs> my body is like, stop carrying these cameras and all of these suitcases and backpacks. So, um, I got to a place where I was like, I want to book way less. And I was really interested in getting into the luxury market before it became like, that's also another buzzword is the luxury market, <laughs> but mm -hmm. we're going to, that's too many, that's too many chickens. So many buzzwords. Many, many yeah. <laughs> Not our circus, not our Problem. monkeys. <laughs> yeah. uh, is that a say? I never heard that before. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, so what happened is, um, once I was getting people in the door, I didn't realize how easy it was for me to close. And so I would tell people like, you know, cause HoneyBook will tell your conversions and like how many inquiries you have and how many, you know, what you're like, how many you actually book you. And so mine was like 85% to a hundred all the time, wow. like every single time. And they were like, well, you're just charging too cheap. And at first I thought that was true. I was like, oh my gosh. They're like, your conversion is supposed to be 30%. I was like, 30%. That's like an E minus. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I pride myself in that. But what I didn't realize when I finally like walked through my process and started teaching inside of the wedding CEO, the entire sales part from start to finish, my clients were making so much money. They were hitting five figure months easily, which they didn't even know they could do. And I was like, oh, it's sales. Oh, I'm good at that. That's the thing. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. I feel like a teacher. I'm like, that's what we're gonna talk yes. about today, class. <laughs> no, that's what so, we want. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I got started with that and um, I don't know, it's it's hard to really explain, but like my dad was a salesman and he's really, really good at buttering people up and he's also really, really good at selling them something they don't need or don't mm -hmm. want and then convincing them. And so I would like watch him and I would study him, see how like how passionate he was with his hands, you know, when it does this, 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 and this. And mm -hmm. honestly, that's what we do in wedding photography. Like we do it, but we don't realize we're doing it. We're telling them why they need us, why they need these photos, why they should work with us. That's all sales. You're just, mm -hmm. you're just communicating the value, but you need to do it in a way that serves them. And that just serves you. And that's where I think a lot of wedding photographers get it wrong is we're like, well, this is my work and this is what I do. I, I shouldn't have to explain all of this. Like, sweetie, yes, you do. Like I I'm big sister role right here. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. tell you like it is, I'm sorry for her feelings, but like this whole, like, 
oh, well, I shouldn't have to communicate this or I shouldn't have to say that. If they want me, they'll book me. I was like, you know, there are so many photographers now than there have ever been, ever. If you don't do a good job, they'll just find somebody else. <laughs> it's not that hard to book another photographer. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is convince them that they want to work with you and they're not going to get this anywhere else if they do. So that is sales mastery. Ooh, okay. So what does that look like? Like for <laughs> someone that's like, okay, sure. now what? <laughs> for those of us who, for those of us who are like, where do we start? And how do we start in a way that doesn't feel like used car sales mini? Because I feel like that is literally verbatim mm -hmm. what everyone oh, says. Yeah. They're like, it feels gross. It feels icky. I feel like you use car salesman. And I'm like, okay, well, mm -hmm. I hope you care about your business more than used car, like the stereotype of used car salesmen do. That's like a first yeah. issue. But like, how can they kind of start changing their mindset and get started with sales mastery if they are like at that stage right now where they're just so like adverse to it? No, totally. Um, one thing that I didn't know that I had was confidence. And so I had to break that down. So everything that like made my business successful, I was like, hmm, maybe I should reverse engineer and figure out how we're, we got here and how we can help others to get here. The first thing was confidence. And I was like, okay, well, why am I confident? And so it all came back to mindset because we have to start with mindset. I know nobody wants to talk about it. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's a thing. Like I said, like, oh, it's just, I have a thing. It's a thing, mm -hmm. but it is a thing because if you don't believe you can do something, you're never going to do it. If you say you're bad at something, then you will be because you're never going to try. And so once you conquer these mindsets and so in my program we have a whole like mindset pep talk module so it's like mm. oh when a client doesn't book I'm like listen to it boo I don't want to hear it listen to that come back to me we'll assess we'll move on but you got to constantly be like it's not my fault I'm not the problem that everything like everything happens to me I can't make money once you mm -hmm. finally like redirect those things and being like well why not me why not mm. me if so-and-so could do I can't I, you know, mm -hmm. and I've thought that about, I've always been like this really confident kid in myself. I, I literally write my name, Alora with a star. Cause I told everybody in high school, I'm going to be a star. You have no idea. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be on Disney channel. Like I used to tell people all the time. That's going to be me. Like you have no idea. I believe <laughs> that. Spit out her yeah. I'm like, that's just like what iconic behavior, like that Disney channel love like literal icon. Also, if you do pop up on Disney channel at one point, I would be like, that makes sense to me. Yes. A hundred percent. Not a doubt in my mind. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. My grandma hate me up. She was like, we kept trying to put you on the commercial. Your parents kept saying no. I was like, what is up mom and dad? What, what is up? Get it, I get it together. I meant to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, having that growing up, I didn't realize, and it's another thing too, your zone of genius. You don't realize like Eden, you're like really good at souls and strategy. Like you, it probably doesn't even occur to you that some of us can't do that. Like I would just, we, <laughs> so my brain is like really good at the visionary and the creative and the, let's do this. I'll motivate you. I got a speech mm -hmm. ready. Let's do, you are incredible at this come with me, let's go. But the strat, but like that part, like the systems, like breaking stuff down into months and no, I do not do that. But that's the thing. You don't realize how good you are at something when you have to teach it to somebody else. And they're like, mm -hmm. well, I don't know how to do that. And you're like, what do you, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm chasing so many rabbits, but all that to say is you have to start with your mindset. And then once you conquer your mindset, you will build confidence. When you build confidence, then we can talk about sales. But if mm. you don't conquer those two things, me telling you to get on the phone, you're going to shake. 
you're going to let the client take over, which is the worst thing you can do. Oh my gosh. The worst thing you can do is hop on a call and letting them take control. And then they're thinking it's their call. And then they're, they're interviewing you when it should not be the case. I believe in taking control of the conversation. I wanted mm -hmm. to also be a lawyer guys. There's so many things. <laughs> Oh my God. But I was going to be a lawyer too. That's my, like, if really? I, yeah, if I wasn't a creative, I would have been a lawyer because the way I can argue, my parents used to say that they wouldn't let me argue with them as a kid, like to pitch my case. Cause I would end up getting out of it. So they just like straight up would be like, no, sorry. We like literally can't discuss it. Cause you will get out of it. Like we know that. <laughs> I like love that. They're like, she's too powerful with her words. No, so literally. <laughs> you just go to your room, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's all about conversation. It really is. And there's just so many things that play into it. But most of it is being in control, making sure that you're positioning yourself as the authority. And as the oldest in my entire family of all the cousins, grandkids, all of it, it's always been me. I was the boss. Okay. Mm. I've, I've been a boss my whole life. <laughs> so for me, it was nothing. I'm just like, okay, hot. We're just, we're hopping on this call for this. It's not, I'm not going to take too much of your time, you know, this, 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 and that, but I remember when I was getting married um, and I hired a photographer and they just like sat in front of me. We were just looking at each other. And I was like, so how'd you get into photography? You know, all these other things. And I felt like I was interviewing her when mm. all in all that they, you, they should feel like when you go to a luxury, I just break it down to the luxury stuff. Like go to a luxury hotel, they greet you. The bellhop gives you the tour and you know, all these other things, they take control of your experience to leave you feeling taken care of. That is our responsibility, even if you're not a luxury photographer, okay, whatever, whatever you are. As if you are a business, you need to leave an impression on them that makes them think, wow, I need to work with this person because their personality, their confidence, their authority, they know what they're doing. They're a professional. We will be taken care of. Like all of these things that you're doing just by having confidence, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, that whole piece, like- Come talk to me once you got there and then I will walk you through the whole strategy and we'll, we'll, we'll just book all the clients. We'll make all the money. I want that for you really do. But I think people think that, oh, if I just master sales, I'm like, well, you got to master yourself. <laughs> okay. You got to silence the noise. Um, and then once you get there, yes, I will help you. The, the, it's, uh, you know, try to try and improve sales psychology is just, just another tool in your pocket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you can pull it out whenever you want. I use it to sell things that aren't even wedding photography now. This is a skill that you will literally use for a lifetime. So, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I love that that can be, yeah, like applied to anything. And I know we kind of like talked about it on your podcast a little because we podcast swapped for anyone listening. Um, go check out Laura's <laughs> podcast. But like how businesses do, they pivot and they change. And so I think it's really, mm -hmm. I think sometimes the wedding industry can kind of, I've been like really hyper-focused on talking about lately how the wedding industry has kind of become a little bit of an echo chamber. Like, everyone's yes. learning the same thing from each other and like screaming it into this void and it's just kind of gotten exhausting and um <laughs> I feel like one of my favorite things about moving to New York was like there's not as many self-employed people here it's a very corporate city like very very corporate and mm. so um because I grew up in Utah and then like partially in Southern California I lived in LA for a second before this I was always surrounded by like very creative people not necessarily like high level corporate and so I made a lot of friends here who are at high level corporate like working with companies like Google and you know um Nike and things like that and so I've gotten to learn a lot about like 
consulting and brand management and like things like that on a corporate level. Mm -hmm. And it was so eye opening to then start like, you know, taking their book recommendations, podcast recommendations, like learning about things that I'm like, oh, my industry never talks about this because we all just try to learn from each other and get involved in this echo chamber. So I love this idea of like learning sales psychology that then can be implemented into multiple things, but also like isn't necessarily niche to wedding photography. Um, Mm -hmm. When it comes to sales psychology, um, what are like some of your favorite or like most easily digestible points that someone can work on like implementing quickly as they start working on their sales? Mm, This is good. So I like to give homework based on outside sources. So like, yes, we have like a script and a, a walkthrough, like deep dive guide to get to know you inside my program. But we also, I'll also like you to study movies and commercials. I want you to study Apple. Apple, I know, I know Apple like is the the example everybody uses, but Apple is incredible with their marketing strategy. Like me and my husband are nerds. Like even on our honeymoon, y'all, why did we watch the Apple conference? Like <laughs> what, who does that? <laughs> who does that? We got so much flack. They're like, what'd you do? I was like, we went here, we went here. We also watched the Apple conference. And let me tell you the iPhone, it's going to be good this year. <laughs> Stop. I love that. <laughs> Like unabashedly, we're, we're just nerds, Apple Mac family here. But what I've learned by watching those presentations, and I will watch them now and study them from a business perspective. But back then I was from the consumer perspective and I was ready to buy because of all of the features they showed me, why it was top notch, what they have improved on. And they show you the ergonomics and it's like, I'm getting the best of the best. I'm willing to pay whatever price to get mm-hmm. my hands on that. I know the price. I am now prepared to spend that amount. I'm prepared to save that amount. Like all that stuff. Mar- like marketing and sales are like buddies. They're like twin twin brothers, twin sisters, whatever. And they work hand in hand. So like, yes, you get the people in. But, you know, if they're not booking, if you're not making money, that's not a marketing problem. It's a sales problem. So what, what you have to do is get the people in and then convince them that this is the best thing ever with your marketing strategy. And then eventually- with sales, you're going to communicate the value. You're going to show them what you have and explain, you know, and so study buyer psychology, buyer behavior, and even study yourself. Like when you're watching a commercial or something, thinking about like, why does that appeal to me? Or why does that not appeal to me? Even like Hulu commercials. They're like, what, 20 seconds, you know, if you got the premium plan, you can skip. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you're looking at like, let's say food, okay. For the food commercials, they show you up close. It's nice and greasy. It's thick. It's luscious. It You can smell it. I don't know mm-hmm. how, but you just can. They're mm-hmm. explaining to you the smells and the crunches. Mm-hmm. And the, and so it's like you're seeing all of this and you're like, man, now I'm hungry. Like what? Mm-hmm. What? That's wild, you know? So with wedding photography, we don't have to do any of that. All we have to do is have a really good professional, unique brand storefront, but you want to get them curious. You want them, you want them to specifically ask about you. So think about in what way can you start communicating your differentiation and what you include, what makes you special, what makes you different. And that could be branding, but that could also be what's included in your package for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. A lot of this gatekeeping and like not sharing anything, like clients sometimes don't even reach out because they don't even know what your pricing is. Um, now, if you're in the luxury market, you have wedding planners working for you. You don't need that. But if mm-hmm. you don't, you know, you need them to have the confidence and courage to like send you a message and be like, Hey, um, 
didn't see your pricing. Like, you know, where is it or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that is, I can go on forever eating. You have to stop no, me. No, <laughs> I love it. And I love, well, Just, I, so I love the Apple. I love the Apple example because I'm an Apple girly. I own every single product. It doesn't even matter if I don't like the product. Like I'll complain about my Apple products a lot, yet they have got me in same. such a chokehold. Why do I own every set of AirPods, an iPad, a laptop, and an iMac? Because they have a chokehold on me. However, I love what you said about watching the conference, because if you're an Apple person, you already know a lot about how it works, right? Like I'm assuming you're watching that Mm -hmm. Apple conference and you already know a lot about Apple and yet it still sells you to spend a lot of money. Like Apple is so expensive, Mm -hmm. literally just for the brand name. Um, But you're like, even though you know a lot about Apple, you still want to learn more in order to justify that price point. And like, I found with wedding photographers and like creatives in general is because they've been in this industry for so long, they almost forget that other Mm -hmm. people don't know things that are obvious. Um, Mm -hmm. And like if Apple came out and just launched a new phone and didn't tell us anything about what's new or different or anything like that, we're not going to pay that pricing, even though we know Apple so well. And it's Mm -hmm. like the same with any product and service that we offer. Like you might think they know things, but they probably don't. And like, in fact, they probably actually know less than you realize. Cause like I was talking to a coaching client the other Mm -hmm. day and she was like, I want a client that does this, 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 and this. Um, And it was like a very specific, you know, chill, like unposed type of wedding. And I was like, is your dream client like a wedding photographer or can they be like any sort of career? And she was like, well, any sort of career. And I was like, okay. If they're an accountant, an accountant would want a wedding like that, but they might not even know that they can do a wedding like that. Like it might not have even crossed their mind that a wedding like that is possible. Um, Like I'm a wedding photographer. And the other day I saw a ceremony idea that someone shared and I was like, I've never thought about that in my GD life. And I would want that to be my wedding ceremony. And I'm enthralled in this industry. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine how little an accountant knows about what's possible for them when it comes to wedding packages or photography? And so all of this is to say, I don't want to take over, but like, I think it's so important to note that, like, I always think of the example of, do you watch The Office? Of course. Okay. Some people don't, (laughs) you know, when there's the surplus and Michael's like, explain it to me. Like I'm fine. Yes. Yes. That is what we have to do with our businesses. And like, you need Mm -hmm. to explain it. Like everyone is five, like literally act like you're talking to Michael Scott and explaining the $10 surplus. Like Make Mm -hmm. it so simple and easy for them to know that you're worth that money like Apple does. And that's even two people who are already obsessed with Apple. Anyway, that's my little, that was my little input. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. It's a conversation. Yes. I mean, it totally makes sense too, because I, I use that, I use that like a phrase for everything. Like my husband's an engineer and he talks Mm -hmm. about math for fun. He makes spreadsheets for fun. I just, I can't. Anyway, so he's telling me about all these like formulas and stuff and, you know, this like workout plan he has. And I was like, explain it to me like I'm three because I take it down. I was like, explain it to me like I am a toddler because I have no idea what these words mean. I have no, and it, you have to think too that there's like nuances and all these other things that are just for the industry. So you have to break it down. Just explain what it is. You don't have to do anything special. You don't have to use like words from word hippo to make it fancy. Just literally explain what they're going to get and why they want to work for you. Like mm-hmm. keep it simple, right? Mm-hmm. What is it? Kiss? Keep it simple, stupid. Yes. Isn't that the office as yes. well? <laughs> One, I, I think, I mean, who knows? I, my whole life is the office. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that same. Um, it's bled into my normal vocabulary. I can't tell if it's the office or something I just correlated <laughs> at this point. 
Um, okay. So if you could give people like one tip that you see that they like one common mistake that you see people making when selling their products or services, what, what would that mistake be? Or what would that tip be to fix it? Oh gosh, this is a, it's a hard one. There's so many. Um, you're like, okay, literally so there's so many comes- mistakes. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> That's what I do. It is though. Yeah. Um, it's the truth. It's the truth. So, um, in the midst of all of these sea of mistakes, I think the biggest one when it comes to sales, um, besides not being in control, I think that's like probably the number one is not being in control of the conversation, not setting expectations. And then let's just, I'll just give away like a really big one, not giving a call to action. Like afterwards, mm-hmm. just hanging up the phone, nobody knows what to do next. Mm-hmm. It's like, do it. Should I wait for an email? Are you going to send me a proposal? Like what's going to happen? How are you going to take care of me? Does this expire? You know, all of these other things. And I think honestly, it just keeps going back to communicating the value. Um, but that's probably my biggest one is like, not just communicating, not constantly communicating touch points, making sure they feel taken care of. It should feel hands off for them. You should be taking care of everything. You should be driving the client experience bus that was bad mm-hmm. it was it was going somewhere and then now we're you're in a bus just, you're still oh. doing great <laughs> thanks be my hype woman please yeah so um <laughs> the biggest way i think to fix this would just be start become like if you have to write it down like your outline of where you're gonna take things that's totally fine i used to have a like a word doc had my mm-hmm. little logo on there and it had like 10 bullet points of the things that i for sure talk about before I open up for questions. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm like not really booking this much, but recently, like maybe last year when I was still booking weddings, they always say, I don't have any questions. You covered just about everything. Mm-hmm. That's how I know I handled it like a pro. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. if people have questions, that's fine. Some people just have questions, but just making sure that you're, you know, just surpassing the regular expectation. Cause Another thing too, is they are probably calling a lot of photographers. They're probably Mm -hmm. emailing a lot of photographers. They probably want to know personality. And I try to be like a really good person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I try to be funny. I crack jokes. You know, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like I think loosen up probably is another one too. Like when Mm -hmm. you get on the call, like don't be super like very analytical and just numbers, like be a person because you're spending 12 to 14 to however many hours with them like on the day, but during the year, you have a year with them. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're probably thinking to themselves, like, is this somebody that I want to capture my day? Is this going to be someone I want to be? I don't want to say a part of my family, but it kind of feels like that by the end Mm -hmm. of the night, you know, you feel like you've seen everything you you've Mm -hmm. met all of their families. Like this is a big deal. It's not just, Oh, I shoot the wedding and take the money. Like this is someone's biggest milestone in their life at the moment. Mm-hmm. you know, marrying somebody, the emotions, they're trusting you so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, also just like being thankful and being like, this is an opportunity. And this is always an honor, not getting a huge head. Like I've been featured in like X publications, like maybe you have, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, your clients have to pay your bills. And so you need to make sure you're taking care of them. So mm-hmm. there's that. I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. Seriously. I'm like, even my, I'm like, dang, I have so much, I have so many boxes I need to pack, but now I like want to go tweak my sales pages to be better. So thank you. I know I'm like, ha all nighter. Um, no, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe sometimes I like them. Um, anyway, for one thing, wow. My brain just like all the matcha hit at once. And my brain said like 30 trains of thought. All, all at once. I love um, it. I was like dying over here. <laughs> one, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and like 
making such a scary topic, like a topic that can feel so scary and daunting to people, just feel so approachable and personable. Um, so thank you for sharing your knowledge and all of that good stuff. And second, even though we will link everything in the show notes, can you tell everyone where to find you on the internet? Yeah. So if it is in April, the doors will actually be open to the wedding CEO, but now you can join the wait list. So I will link to the wedding CEO wait list and you guys can join. If you come during the time that we open the wait list, you will actually get a one-to-one group audit call with me. And we're going to actually go over your website step-by-step to make sure it's converting because side note, I was going to school to be a web designer. I know there's so many, like, love. so many things. We love so many, right so, <laughs> so many lives. They'd be like, wait, what does she do? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll be going over your website step-by-step live, all the other great stuff. So that my podcast is Hello CEO. We talk about mindset, marketing, sales, all all that jazz. Everything that mm-hmm. we talked about today times like a hundred. So yeah, thanks for having yes. me, Eden. This thank was so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.